You're listening to the Jesus for Everyone podcast, a podcast where we talk about the intersection of faith and social justice and what a first century Jewish prophet of the poor from Galilee offers us today in our work of love, compassion, and justice. To support this podcast, go to renewedheartministries.com and click donate. So what does this passage have to say about how unsustainable our our predatory and exploitative capitalist system today is, both environmentally and economically? What, what, What might our Gehenna look like today? Welcome to this week's episode of the Jesus for Everyone podcast. My name is Herb Montgomery, and this is episode 475. Our title this week is Refusing to be Silent About Injustice, and our reading is from the Gospel of Matthew. This is Matthew 10, 24 through 39. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It's enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebul, how much more the members of his household. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both body and soul in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside of your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others... I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven, but whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my Father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword, for I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. So this week's reading reflects the the struggles of the early Jesus community. When Matthew was written, Jesus' followers were experiencing pushback and some slander, similar to what Jesus had experienced from those uh, who were benefiting from the status quo that he challenged. And, and in our own reading this week, the early Matthean community of Galilee, it, it hears Jesus encouraging them to expect to be treated the same way that he was treated as a result of their following the same path of Jesus, as their, um, a result of their, their refusing to be silent about the, the, the same things that Jesus also spoke out against. You can find a list of those in, in Luke 4, 18 through 19. So, so in this reading, they're encouraged to not fear those who can kill their bodies the same way that they had killed Jesus's body. And, and this community, remember, it believed that Jesus's state murder and everything accomplished through his death had been 
overcome, undone, and reversed by God in the resurrection of Jesus. That's why uh, Jesus uses the language of killing the body but not killing the soul. Well, what Jesus warns the listeners about next, though, is being thrown whole into Gehenna, and there would be no coming back from that. So let's try to hear this language, though, about Gehenna in its original Jewish context rather than in a, in a modern Christian one. In the, in the justice tradition of the Hebrew prophets, Gehenna had a rich history. Gehenna, or, or as it was called then, the Valley of the Son of Hinnom, it, it was a place where originally child sacrifice was practiced. Later, it became a place where, where Gentile empires would raise Jerusalem and massacre the Jewish people. And the reference in the Gospels, I think in this context, makes perfect sense. Matthew was written in the wake of Jerusalem being raised again, but this time by Rome. And, and Jerusalem's total destruction, it was what... Some Jews, including Jesus following Jews, they were trying to make sense out of. And without the temple, without Jerusalem, it was as if the Jewish community had been thrown completely, wholly into Gehenna. So let's consider how Gehenna evolved in the scriptures. In 2 Chronicles 28.3, it says, And Ahaz, king of Judah, made offerings in the valley of the son of Hittim, and made his sons pass through the fire, according to the abominable practices of the nations whom the Lord drove out before the people of Israel. In 2 Chronicles 33.6, he made his son pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hittim practicing soothsaying and augury and sorcery and dealt with mediums and wizards. He did much evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. In Jeremiah 7, 31-32, And they go on building the high place of Topheth, which is the valley of the son of Hinnom, to burn their sons and their daughters in the fire, which I did not command, nor did it come into my mind. Therefore the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when it will no longer be called Topheth, or the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter, for they will bury in Topheth until there is no more room. And then in Jeremiah 7, uh, 1 through 11, it reads, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Stand in the gate of the Lord's house, or proclaim there this word, and say, Hear the word of the Lord, all you people of Judah, you who enter these gates to worship the Lord. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Amend your ways and your doings, and let me dwell with you in this place. Do not trust in these deceptive words. This is the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord. For if you truly amend your ways and your doings, if you truly act justly one with another, if you do not oppress uh, the alien, the orphan, the, the widow, or shed innocent blood in this place, and if you do not go after other gods to your own hurt, then I will dwell with you in this place, in the land that I gave of old to your ancestors forever and ever. Here you are, trusting in deceptive words to no avail. Will you steal, murder, commit adultery, swear falsely, make offerings to Baal, and go after other gods that you have not known, and then come and stand before me in this house which is called by my name, and say we are safe? only to go on doing all of these abominations. Has this house, which is called by my name, become a den of robbers in your sight? You know 
I too am watching, says the Lord. It's, it's telling that the gospel authors, they put Jeremiah's words here in Jesus' mouth uh, during the, the temple protest against the exploitation of the poor when, when Jesus flips over the, the money changers' tables saying, you have made this house a, a den of robbers. One last passage um, from Jeremiah I think helps us get our head around how it was being used, how Gehenna was being used in the gospels. In Jeremiah 19, 2 through 6, it says, And go out to the valley of the son of Hinnom, or Gehenna, at the entry of the potsherd gate, and proclaim there the words that I tell you. You shall say, Hear the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah, inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I'm going to bring such disaster upon this place that the ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. Because the people have forsaken me and have profaned this place by making offerings in it to other gods whom that neither they nor their ancestors nor the kings of Judah had known. And because they have filled this place with the blood of the innocent and gone on building the high places of Baal to burn their children in the fire as burnt offerings to Baal, which I did not command or decree, nor did it enter my mind. Therefore, the days are surely coming, says the Lord, when this place shall no more be be called Topheth, or the Valley of the Son of Hinnom, but the Valley of Slaughter. And again, what Gehenna meant in this context was not some uh, medieval Christian post-mortem idea of hell. It was the destruction, Gehenna meant the destruction of, of Jerusalem and, and the people of Judea by uh, exterior empires. But, but I want to be clear here, Jerusalem was not destroyed by Rome in 70 CE because God was punishing Jews for rejecting Jesus. I think this trope by Christians has had a long harmful history for Jewish people. The destruction of Jerusalem instead, it was brought about in the wake of the Jewish-Roman War of 66 to 69 of the Common Era. And, and and, and this war, it resulted, remember, from the rich exploiting the poor and the poor finally revolting, taking over the temple, burning the records of debt, and ultimately making Jerusalem then their center of operations to strike out even against Rome itself. Uh, their revolt is which remember was the fruit of the economic oppression of the rich in Jesus's time their revolt is what provoked the full weight of the roman empire to come down on their heads so in this week's reading the original audience would have heard Jesus encouraging them not to fear being killed for following him as he spoke out against the exploitation of the poor. Don't don't fear though the don't fear the rich who are threatening to do you harm for speaking out against a system of exploitation. Rather, um, they would have heard them advising them to to fear remaining silent and not going along with that that uh, uh, exploitation that, that, that would eventually plunge all of Jerusalem into a Gehenna at the hands of Rome. Don't fear the pushback. Fear what will happen if we don't speak out and if we don't uh, change the way things are, are going. And again, it's important to remember that this was all written after the fact, with the community's hindsight helping them to map the social, political, and economic causes for what they had just gone through. So what does this passage have to say 
about how unsustainable our, our predatory and exploitative capitalist system today is, both environmentally and economically. What 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 might our Gehenna look like today? Climate change scientists tell us that that our Gehenna is coming too. Economic and environmental exploitation in the in the wake of the or coupled with the industrial revolution, it's just unsustainable. Period. And, and Matthew's community. Again, it would have heard Jesus saying that speaking out against injustice is divisive. It's like a sword. And in that world, family ties were were more than just relationships. They were also the means of economic survival. But for Jesus, preserving family ties, it wasn't it wasn't just a it, it wasn't a higher priority than speaking out against injustice or the harm that was being done to those their society had made vulnerable. And lastly, in this passage, Jesus encouraged his followers to take up their own crosses. And I want to be very careful here. Too often, Christians have told victims of abuse and injustice that they just simply have to bear their cross. And this is, this is effectively saying, I think, the opposite of what our reading this week is saying. It would mean to, to keep silent, to, to passively just keep bearing injustice. But in the context of our reading, remember that, that Jesus' followers are threatened with a cross only when they speak out against injustice. Bearing a cross is not inherent to following Jesus. A cross is only invoked when those with power and privilege become threatened by egalitarian change, and they threaten those that are calling for it for that change. Uh, they threaten them with death if they don't shut up. So, so, so do people in that situation? Jesus is saying, don't be silent, speak out, resist, keep calling for change. Even if they threaten you with a cross for doing so, it's better to, to take up one's cross, to speak out against injustice and harm than, than to lose your own soul, your own very being, who you are, your commitment to justice by, by, by choosing to be silent in the face of that injustice. What does it mean to, to follow Jesus in the context of, of what we are facing in our own uh, economic uh, uh, and, and environmental um, context today. Uh, Heart Group application, share something that spoke to you from this week's eSight or podcast episode with your heart group. Number two, in what ways um, do you choose to not be silent in the face of injustice today? And discuss that with your group. And then number three, what can you do this week big or small, to continue setting in motion the work of shaping our world into a safe, compassionate, just home for everyone. Thanks for checking in with us today. I want to say a special thank you to all of our supporters out there. If you'd like to join them in supporting Renewed Heart Ministries work, you can do so by going to RenewedHeartMinistries.com and clicking Donate. You can find Renewed Heart Ministries on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you haven't done so already, please follow us on your chosen social media platforms for our, our daily posts. And also, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, 
Whatever podcast platform you're listening to it on, uh, please like and subscribe to our podcast uh, there That and leave us a positive review. This helps others uh, find our podcast as well. Also, remember, we are still partnering in a newly uh, new weekly uh, YouTube show called Just Talking. Each week, Todd Leonard and I will be talking about the gospel lectionary reading for the upcoming weekend. We'll be talking about each reading in the context of love, inclusion, and societal justice. Justice and our hope is that our talking will be just as injustice. And then also during our brief conversation each week, you'll be inspired to do more than just talking. And if you teach from the lectionary each week, or if you're you're just looking for some thoughts on the Jesus story from a more progressive perspective within the context of social justice, check it out. You might like it. You can find just talking each week on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash at Herb and Todd just talking. And, and remember to like, subscribe, hit the notification button leave us some comments um there will not be a show today being released but we'll be back next week and if you'd like to reach us here at renewed heart ministries through email you can reach us at info at renewedheartministries.com and lastly my new book Finding Jesus, a story of a fundamentalist preacher who unexpectedly discovered the social, political, and economic teachings of the Gospels is now also available at RenewedHeartMinistries.com. Right where you are this week, keep living in love, choosing compassion, taking action, and working toward justice. I love each of you dearly. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.